Hey sis, welcome back to Girl Goodnight. I'm Return of Lamac, and every Sunday you can relax to binaural beats while I read you a melanated bedtime story. Tap into the show on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. All links will be in the episode description. Submit original work and future episode suggestions to girlgoodnightpodcast at gmail.com. Help your friends sleep in melanated peace. Girl, share the show and show us some love with a five-star rating and review. Tonight, we will be reading Paper Heart, written by Keisha Irvin. Keisha Irvin is a critically acclaimed, best-selling author, content creator, and devoted mother from St. Louis, Missouri. She has been writing since her childhood and honing her craft since then. She has published several novels throughout her career and has announced on her YouTube channel that Paper Heart is being adapted into a film. Keep in touch with Keisha and stay up to date on her ventures on social media. All links will be in the episode description. In her own words, Keisha states that Paper Heart promises to be an uplifting story about the undeniable power of true love. Please note that this series will contain explicit language and references. Scotland was in desperate need of a different kind of drug and night was the perfect remedy. As soon as they met, she knew they were meant to be. Scotland was sure that Knight would be the one to replace the hole in her heart and make her complete. The only problem was, he was taken. Knight's fiance Lennon and numerous other obstacles stand in their way of happiness. Ripped and torn into a million little pieces, Scotland fights her way through jealousy, lies, and betrayal hoping she'll be able to piece the parts of her tattered heart back together again. Now, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and sleep in melanated peace. Paper Heart One look at you, I'm hypnotized. Adrian Marcel Timeless Chapter 1 Fuck, Scotland shouted, bumping her knee on the side of the coffee table. Ooh, you said a bad word. Busy, the four-year-old child she was babysitting snickered. Don't you say it, Scotland warned, handing her a juice box. She was already having a bad day. The kids repeating her bad words would only make it worse. After waking up 10 minutes late and rushing to get dressed, her car wouldn't start. Scotland sat in the parking lot of her apartment building for over 30 minutes trying to get it to work. By the time she arrived at her job, the Frasers, the parents she was nannying for, were pissed. Well, Mrs. Frazier understood, but her asshole husband, Mr. Frazier, was a complete dick about the whole entire situation and threatened to complain to the agency Scotland worked for. Suffice it to say, Scotland didn't need any more unwelcome drama. But Liam, Busy's two-year-old brother, repeated, Liam, 
Scotland gasped. No, that's a bad word. Don't ever say that again. She pointed her finger in his face. Say duck. Duck. Fuck. Fuck. Liam giggled. Jesus be offense. Scotland threw her hands up in the air, exasperated. Just play with your toys, she groaned. Popping down on the couch, she took a minute to breathe. She'd been running nonstop all morning. After oversleeping, she was surprised that she was able to make herself look halfway decent. Thank God she had a 32-inch gray sew-in with Chinese bangs in her head. All she had to do was unwrap her hair and comb it. Her individual lashes were already installed, so that only left her putting on her favorite hot pink lipstick, Candy Yum Yum by MAC. She quickly threw on her gold door knocker earrings, Obey t-shirt, black and white striped leggings, Jordans, grabbed her Michael Kors bag, and was out the door. After all the drama with her car and getting yelled at by Mr. Frazier, she had to fix the kids' breakfast, wash the dishes, give the kids a bath, get them dressed, give Busy a worksheet to do, sit Liam on the potty, go to a mommy and me class, come home, fix lunch, and clean up the kitchen again. The rest of the day would consist of giving the kids a nap, taking Busy to French class, Liam to the doctor, coming home, preparing dinner, bathing both kids again, and putting them to bed. Scotland wanted desperately to take a nap herself, but she couldn't. There was no sleeping on the job. Nonetheless, she loved her job. She'd been the kids' nanny for two years and loved them as if they were her own. This was her third family since starting with the Nanny Express Agency three years prior. The Frasers weren't just your typical run-of-the-mill family, though. They were rich. Very rich. They lived in the affluent Central West End section of St. Louis in a multi-million dollar high-rise apartment. Their apartment had five bedrooms, four bathrooms, a spa, in-home movie theater, and a rooftop deck. Every time Scotland stepped foot inside their home, she was awestruck. Coming from the gritty streets of Pagedale, Missouri, she'd never seen anything like the Frasers' home. She only saw places like it in magazines and on television. All she knew growing up was a small two-bedroom home with one bathroom. You were considered hood rich if you had two bathrooms and a finished basement. The Frasier kids didn't know how blessed they were to grow up in such a spacious, grand home. Mr. and Mrs. Frazier had only the best of everything. Neither of them ever had to lift a finger to do anything. They had helped to do everything for them. They had Scotland the nanny, Esperanza the maid, Ingrid the masseuse, and Pierre the chef. Expensive paintings hung from their walls. They drove a Range Rover, Bentley Coupe, and a Mercedes-Benz S-Class Coupe. In the winter, they vacationed in Aspen, and during the summer, the Hamptons or Saint-Tropez. A summer vacation for Scotland was going to Six Flags or Lake Ozark on a Saturday to hit up the outlet stores. To be able to have a glimpse into the good life was a blessing to her. 
she'd never have what the Frasers or any of their rich friends had. All she could do is watch from the bar and live vicariously through them. The reality was that when she left the safe, cozy confines of the Frasers' home, she had to return to the nosy, ghetto, dangerous, bentwood townhomes in which she lived. Scotty, can I have another juice? Busy asked sweetly, batting her eyes. No, ma'am. You ain't about to piss in the bed on my watch. But Scotty, I love you. You're my best friend. Busy threw herself on Scotland's legs and rested her head in her lap. Scotland's heart couldn't help but smile. She swiftly picked Busy up and hugged her tight. Busy's soft red curls brushed up against the side of her face. Busy was the sweetest, cutest child ever. Her porcelain white skin enhanced the red freckles on her cheeks. She had big green eyes and always smelled like cinnamon. Liam looked like the boy version of her. You're my best friend too, Busy, but the answer is still no, Scotland laughed. Oh, fuck, Busy pouted, getting down. Busy, watch your mouth, Scotland yelled. Okay, she frowned. Can I at least watch Liv and Maddie then, she asked sadly. Sure, Scotland changed the channel for her as her iPhone began to ring. It was her sister, Yaya. What up, Trick? She answered the phone. What you doing? Yaya smacked on a sour gummy worm in her ear. I'm at work, duh. What do you want? Scotland crossed her legs. Tell them gremlins I said hi, Yaya joked. I will not. Now, what is it? Guess who I saw last night at Qtopia? Who, Yaya? Scotland rolled her eyes to the ceiling. She was not in the mood for a bunch of guessing games. Murder and Jamil. That's nice. Scotland tried to play it off like she didn't care. Murder was her on-again, off-again boyfriend of the last two years. He treated her less than kind and cheated on her too many times to count, but for some reason, she couldn't shake him. Bitch, don't try to act like you don't care. I don't. Okay, since you don't care, then I guess I won't tell you that he asked about you. What'd he say? Scotland perked up. Nah, remember? You don't care, Yaya teased. Girl, what'd he say? He just asked where you were at and how you been. I told him out on a date and you were doing great. You know damn well I was at home sleep. But good girl, Scotland laughed. Girl, when I said you were out on a date, you should have seen his face. That nigga was tight. Yaya laughed. That's what he get. The last time I saw murder was when we were coming out of happy hour bar and grill, and I saw him in the car with that big bitch. Big bitch. Liam mumbled, playing with his building blocks. Girl, I gotta go. You got me cussing around these kids. I'ma fuck around and get fired. Fuck. Liam cracked up laughing. Shit, Scotland said knowing she was up Shit's Creek. Shit, Liam clapped his hands, proud of himself. Girl, I gotta go. Scotland tried getting off the phone. Hold up, before you go, me and the girls are coming over tonight. 
right, I'll see y'all then. Hey, Yaya stopped her again. What, Yaya? I gotta go, Scotland said agitated as the front door opened. To her surprise, Mr. Fraser had come home early. He wasn't even halfway through the door and was already giving her the evil eye. Yaya, I'll talk to you later. Scotland hung up before she could tell her to stop and pick up some wine on the way home. Daddy! Busy raced over to her father and hugged him around the leg. Not now, Busy. Mr. Fraser pushed her away and straightened his pants leg. Scotland watched as Busy strolled away, visibly hurt. Scotland, we've told you about being on the phone while watching our kids, haven't we? Yes, Scotland sighed heavily. My bad, it won't happen again. From the moment she was hired, Scotland always got the feeling that Mr. Fraser didn't like her. Maybe it was because she was black or lower class, but he made it known that he didn't favor her. As much as Mr. Fraser disliked her, she hated him even more. He was a highly successful sports agent. Mr. Fraser was quite handsome. He resembled Gerard Butler, but the man was rude, arrogant, and callous. You were already late this morning, and now I catch you on the phone. What if one of the kids had put something in their mouth and choked while you were on the phone yapping to one of your friends? I was watching them the whole time, she tried to explain. Sure you were, he shook his head and placed down his briefcase. As he turned around, Scotland couldn't help but notice a smudge of red lipstick on the collar of his shirt. A rush of anger flushed over her body because she knew the lipstick wasn't Mrs. Fraser's. Mrs. Fraser hated red lipstick. Now it all made sense. Mr. Fraser had just had an afternoon rendezvous with his side chick and was coming home to shower. You might want to take a look in the mirror. There's something on your neck, Scotland spat. Mr. Fraser rushed over to the nearest mirror and examined his neck. He quickly noticed the lipstick stain. His face turned red as busy in Liam's hair. One of my business associates must have gotten too close as we hugged goodbye after our morning meeting, he laughed nervously. Mm-hmm, one of your business associates. Scotland eyed him with disgust. I don't know what you're insinuating, but you need to be careful. Mr. Fraser came near her. You're treading on thin ice. I'm treading on thin ice? You're the one playing with fire, not me. I'm simply here doing my job. A job that can be taken away with one phone call. You do have two strikes against you at the agency, right? One more and you're gone. Mr. Fraser grinned wickedly. And one phone call to Mrs. Fraser and you're gone, Scotland shot back. She knew she shouldn't have said it, but she couldn't keep the words bottled up inside. Mrs. Fraser was one of the kindest women she'd ever met and deserved much better than her slimy, cheating husband. You have no proof, darling. He glided his hands down her hair and smiled. It's your word against mine. Mr. Fraser knew that he had to play his cards right. He didn't know what information Scotland had on him. 
What he did know was that he and Scotland were both at a standstill with only one move to play. But if either of them played their hand, they would both lose tremendously. So let me tell you how this is going to go, he continued. You're going to take the rest of the day off and think about what has happened here today and how it will never happen again. It ain't even that serious. I apologize. I was out of line. Just let me finish out the day. I really need the money, Scotland reasoned. Kids, tell Scotland goodbye. Mr. Fraser ignored her plea and handed her purse to her. Bye, Scotty. Busy and Liam raised their hands up in the air for a hug. Scotland reluctantly bent down and hugged them both. She couldn't afford to leave early. She'd been saving up for weeks to get the repairs on her car done. Mr. Fraser, Scotland stood up. Please let me say, I said I was sorry. See you tomorrow, Scotland. Mr. Fraser gently pushed her out of the door and slammed it in her face. Pissed beyond belief, Scotland gathered her emotions and marched towards the elevator. She wanted to knock on the door and beg that he let her finish out the day, but she knew it would be pointless. She hated Mr. Fraser. She wanted nothing more than to expose his extramarital affair to Mrs. Fraser, but if she did, she'd lose her job. Outside of the building, the humid August air hit her smack dab in the face. Scotland opened the door to her 1998 Lexus, threw her MK bag onto the passenger seat, and got in. The tears that she'd been holding back since earlier that morning were dying to spill out. Unable to hold them in anymore, she placed her forehead on the steering wheel and began to cry. Scotland hated her life. She was sick of living paycheck to paycheck and buying food stamps from her friends just so she could have something in her fridge to eat. Hell, she barely had $10 to get into the club on the weekends. Either she had to get there before 11 or get one of her friends to pay her way in. The little money she had left over from each paycheck went to saving up to get her car fixed because the transmission was going out. She couldn't afford to miss a whole day of work. She needed that money like she needed air to breathe. No matter how much she wanted to sit there and feel sorry for herself, she had to pull herself together. Maybe she could use the extra time she had on her hands to go on Craigslist and look for a second job. Yep, that's what I'ma do. Scotland wiped the tears from her face but couldn't stop herself from crying. Still distraught, she placed the key into the ignition and started up the engine. Unlike earlier that morning, the car started on the first try. Son of a bitch, Scotland hissed, not realizing that she'd accidentally placed the car into reverse instead of drive. Before she knew it, the car went flying backwards and she slammed into the car behind her. Oh my God, Scotland panicked, sitting frozen stiff. That did not just happen. That did not just happen. Have you lost your mind? Scotland heard a woman scream behind her. Shit, it happened. It happened. Scotland winced, turning the engine off. Reluctantly, she got out of the car. 
As soon as she stepped out, she came face to face with a gorgeous butter color woman with a dope black pixie cut. This chick was bad like Anika from the hit show Empire. She had slanted eyes, full lips painted red, and a voluptuous frame. She looked to be only 5'3 without heels and was dressed from head to toe in an outfit from Chanel's summer 2014 collection. Scotland knew because she was obsessed with Vogue.com. Look what you did! The woman pointed angrily to the damage done to her Audi A8LW12 that cost well over $100,000. Scotland glanced to her right and saw that she'd smashed in the entire front end of the woman's car. Her heart sank down to her knees. There was no way she was going to be able to afford the repairs. As she looked further, the back end of her car was pretty banged up as well. You ruined my car, the woman continued to yell. Ma'am, Scotland began, but was immediately cut off. Ma'am, the woman replied appalled. Sweetheart, she rolled her neck and placed her hand on her hip. I'm nobody's ma'am. The name is Lennon Whitmore. What the hell were you thinking slamming into me like that? Who does that? I'm so sorry, it was an accident. Scotland's voice began to quiver as tears filled the brim of her eyes. I've just been having a horrible day. I got my period this morning, then my car wouldn't start, I got to work late, then they sent me home early, now this. Are you crying? Lennon squinted her eyes and stepped closer. Oh, no, 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 no. She wagged her finger in Scotland's face. I don't have time for this. We're not about to do this. This is not the Maury Povich show. Save the drama for your mama, Bonquisha. What the fuck did you just call me? Scotland snapped back to her normal self. Oh, I'm sorry. Lennon placed her hand on her chest. Did I offend you? Forgive me, Lakeisha, Alize, Taiwanese, or whatever your hood name is. But I am not here for your as the ghetto turns drama. I'm calling the police. Lennon pulled out her cell phone. No, 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 no. Scotland panicked, rushing over to stop her. You can't do that. She tried to grab the phone. Lennon quickly jumped back. If you lay a hand on me, I'm going to scream, she warned. Girl, ain't nobody going to touch you. Just don't call the police. And why not? What? Do you have a gun in there or marijuana? Lennon looked past Scotland and at her car. What? No. Scotland screwed up her face. My plates and tags are expired. Let me guess. You don't have insurance either, do you? No, I do not. I couldn't afford it anymore, Scotland explained. So you mean to tell me that you've run into my beautiful car Lennon slid her hand down the hood of her car and don't even have a way to pay to get it fixed? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Before either of us go to jail today, I'm going to call my fiancé. He knows how to deal with ghetto trash like you. Lennon looked Scotland up and down with disgust. Ghetto trash? Bitch, who you 
think you talking to? I'll bust your fucking ass. Scotland pointed her finger in Lennon's face like a gun. You better back up, crazy eyes. Remember, I can call the police, Lennon threatened. Unwilling to go to jail for whooping Malibu Barbie's ass, Scotland stepped back and took a deep breath. You lucky bitch, she snapped, getting back inside her car. She had to get away from Lennon before she hurt her. After a 15-minute wait, Lennon's fiancé, Knight, pulled up behind her. Lennon was leaning against the driver's side door of her car. Baby, you all right? He asked, racing over to her. It's all right. Baby, are you all right? She corrected him, annoyed. You want me to help you or not? Because I can leave, Knight warned. I'm sorry, baby. Lennon played with the lapel of his suit jacket. This whole ordeal has just been so trying. I'm going to need a full spa day and acupuncture after this. Bonquisha here doesn't have any insurance and her plates and her tags are expired. I was about to call the police, but she's so pathetic. She practically got on her knees and begged me not to. I figured she'd be my charity case for the day, but look at all the damage she's caused, Lennon pouted. Knight walked around to the front of the car. God damn, he said, shocked. Both of the lights, grill, and front end of the hood were completely smashed in. You see, I'm gonna end up paying for the damage myself, Lennon whined. Just calm down. Stay here. Let me go talk to her. What's her name again? Bonquisha. Lennon smirked. Knight walked over to Scotland's car and tapped on the window. Scotland looked up and locked eyes with the most beautiful man she'd ever seen. She'd never seen anything like him. He was 6'2", had milk chocolate skin, a bald head, almond-shaped brown eyes, full kissable brown lips, straight white teeth, and a goatee. He possessed an athletic build, and the way his Tom Ford suit kissed his body made Scotland's mouth water. He was Chad Ochocinco's long-lost twin brother in the flesh. Bonquisha, Knight tapped on the window again. Can you step out of the car, please, so I can talk to you? Scotland snapped back to reality and got out. Knight towered over her. Hi, I'm Knight. He stuck out his hand for a shake. Hi, Scotland. She took his warm hand in hers and damn near melted. Scotland? Lennon told me your name was Bonquisha. Really? Scotland's nostril flared. That silly bitch never asked me my name. Whoa, 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 chill with calling my fiancé a bitch, Knight warned. I ain't here for all that. Scotland was surprised that someone that looked and dressed like Knight spoke her language. He didn't look like he knew slang at all, but that was neither here nor there. She still had to check him. I don't care what you came here for. Your fiancé is rude and a bitch, but I'm sure you already know that. A slight smile graced the corners of Knight's lips. He knew he shouldn't be looking at Scotland in a sexual way, but she had spunk and was drop-dead gorgeous. Sure, her style was over the top, but he could see past all of that. 
Her smooth satin cocoa skin complemented her doe-shaped eyes, dangerously high cheekbones, pouty succulent lips, size 34C breasts, size 4 waist, round hips, thick thighs, and small feet. She was bad and there was no way around it. Fuck all that. I'm just here to try and resolve all this without getting the police involved. That's what's up. Scotland folded her arms across her chest. Look, I can pay her $50 a month for the damages. What? Knight couldn't help but laugh. What the fuck is so funny? Scotland asked, feeling embarrassed. Oh, my bad. I forgot you rich motherfuckers don't know what it's like to struggle. Everybody ain't got it like you. You know what? Call the fucking police, cause ain't nobody got time to be dealing with you two bougie motherfuckers, she snapped. Knight stood silent and looked at her for a second before responding. You done? That little speech of yours was cute, but don't let the suit fool you. I'm far from bougie, ma. Now, we can call the police if you want, and they can haul your little pretty ass off to jail. Damn, did I just call her pretty, he thought. This nigga just called me pretty, Scotland thought as well. Or, we can be adults about the situation and handle the situation ourselves by exchanging information so we can set up this little payment plan of yours, Knight compromised. Let me see your phone, Scotland held out her hand. Let me see your phone what, he checked her. Scotland sucked her teeth and tried her best not to smile. Please. Much better, Knight handed her his phone. Scotland placed her number and address into his phone and handed it back to him. Are we done here? Lennon sauntered over to them and linked her arm with Knight's. I have a late lunch date with Daddy and Mommy in 30 minutes. Yeah, as soon as I call a tow truck, Knight informed. Can I go now? Scotland rolled her eyes. Cause I got a lunch date with the Steve Harvey show and a bag of ramen noodles that I can't miss. Yeah, you can go, Knight chuckled. Deuces, Ken and Barbie. Scotland chucked up the deuce and sped off. Are you still up? Girl, good night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.